morning. Ain't no grave gonna hold me down. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's good to have everyone here this morning. Uh, This has been a really amazing weekend. Thank you for all of you who helped uh, yesterday and today. It will help afterwards. Quick, huge announcement. Um, The hardest part sometimes to feed my starving children is 3.15 on Sunday. And so, if you'd like to help us clean up, because there's a lot to clean up. So I'm going to really guilt you into this. And I'm going to be like the Southern Baptist pastor and tell you, you better get right with the Lord and help us clean up. Yesterday, uh, my daughter woke me up really early and she said, Dad, did the hedgehog see himself? (laughs) Hedgehog? What hedgehog? And I still don't know. I googled. I don't know what Punxsutawneyville did, but uh, a lot of stuff going on tonight. There's some game going on. Um, Two two teams are playing. All right, how many of you would like the Rams to win? How many of you would like the Patriots to win? How many of you are offended I'm asking this question right now? This is not a place for that. But it is. It's a big weekend. And a lot of us are going to get together with friends. We're going to get together with family. We're going to eat good food. And we're going to have a great time together. And we're going to celebrate. And we're going to watch two teams that worked really hard this year. And uh, they'll always say in interviews, just one game at a time. This is the last game. This is the most important win of the season for both of these teams. And it's the most important win for the sport. And so as I was thinking about that, thinking about life, um, the two questions I want to dive into this morning are, what what are the two biggest wins in your life? What are two things in your life that you would say, I'm trying to win there. I'm trying to, to do the best I can. And so I believe as we look at Matthew this morning, that's what we're going to see you know, what, is, what does scripture reveal about what, what's important, where are the wins in life, and where do, they, uh, where do they show up, and do they really matter? So, before we look at God's word, let's precede it with prayer. If you pray with me, please. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for just the opportunity to serve people all over this world with these meals. Lord, what an awesome thing. And Lord, we know that um, you placed it on the knitter's heart. And, Lord, that, that you, you blessed it, and so many have come now to work so diligently and so hard so that we can have great numbers of people coming through here to participate in this wonderful ministry. But, Lord, we don't do it just so people can get fed. We do it so that your name can be declared and so that people will know how much they are truly loved by you and that they were created by you for you. And Lord, I just ask as we look into your words um, that your will would be done, that you would give us what we need. Lord, that the paths we walk would align with the paths you have for us, that you would protect our hearts, protect our souls, protect our minds. And Lord, let these words that were recorded by Matthew for us to read today, that they would make an impact in our lives. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. Thank you for these moments. Um, Guide them in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be looking at Matthew chapter 25. Uh, If you have your Bibles, it will also be on the screen. Quick back story. Uh, Matthew's a tax collector. So in those times, the tax collectors were closely connected to the Romans. And they used, uh, most of their wages were earned by misusing their authority and power. And so here you have Matthew, a very unique individual, writing this to us today. Um, And 
as we look at it, the beginning of 25 is, is the, the revelation that there is a time when God is going to bring all of us to his throne and he's going to divide. And he says, on the right are my sheep and on the left are the goats. And, and this is my team. This is my family. Um, these are the ones I love. These are the ones that have come to me and, and I have saved and redeemed. And, um, and, and he says, over here, these are those who rejected me and walked away from me. And, and they're the goats. So I have goats now. I didn't ask for goats, but I have goats. And I can understand why Jesus calls the, the, the bad group goats. <laughs> But there's this place where he's aligning it. What he's saying is, this is what I value. This is what's important to me. This is what I created humanity for. And this is really the point of why I believe God is working on the planet and what he's doing with us. So let's look at it. Matthew 25, 34 through 40. Then the king, this is Jesus, will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Basically what he's saying is since everything began, he's been preparing for you. The value that we all have when we read this and think about this is that the God who created everything, he had a plan to be closely tied to you forever. And that his kingdom, where he reigns, that that kingdom was prepared for us to be in relationship to him. And as I read this, and as I think about this, and, and as we dive into this and say, what is this really saying to me and you? It's saying for those that accept Christ, for those who follow Christ, um, he loves us in this deep and passionate way. You know, as, as I watched the game tonight, if I wanted to play on either of the teams, I couldn't. They have a very strict policy about <laughs> the other teams. They're not very inclusive. They don't let people onto the team just because you want to be on the team. But the most amazing thing, the, the most amazing thing about this is every person on the planet can be part of this, this kingdom. There is, there's not a person from any certain background, any certain family, any certain place that is not invited to be a part of this kingdom. That he has prepared since the very beginning. And as I read this, it seems to me that, that God's win for us is for us to know him and to know how much we are loved and to know that we get to be a part of his kingdom. And so we continue on. Here's what he says. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. This is, this is Jesus saying, when it's all said and done, this, the game is over and the scores are tallied. Here's what matters to me about your life. Here's what matters to me about all humankind. And it's not about how successful you were as a person. It's not even about, you know, how much power you had in this life. What matters to me, what matters to me is how you treated people. 
You see, because when God looks at the earth, the thing he sees with most value is the thing he made in his own image. It's the thing that he loves and he cherishes. It's the thing that he came to this earth and he went to that, that cross, to show us how valuable we are to him. And as I read this, I see that he's so empathetic and he's so desiring to know us and for us to know him that he looks at our struggles. He looks at the things that, that we are challenged with. Look what he says. He empathizes with us about hunger and thirst. He empathizes with us about um, when we need care, when we feel shame and naked, when we feel vulnerable, when we feel sick or imprisoned. He cares about us. And he says he cares about us so much is that, that he sees himself in us. He sees his love within us. And he says, when you do this, you're doing it to me. You're doing it for me. And so this morning, as we think about Feed My Starving Children, and we think about um, the, the adoption and foster care ministries, and we think about these things, we begin to see that it's not about just being a nice person or doing a kind work, it's about our relationship to Jesus. When I look at this, um, it helps me to see how much God truly cares about me and how much He truly cares about you and desires to be in a deep relationship. Here's where he goes, and this is a very powerful thing. He says, when the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. This morning, if you packed meals and they were sent to someone, it's as though you sent that meal to Jesus because he values that person so much. Now I read this and, and it can be confusing. And, and is it saying that um, for me to be right with God, I need to do these nice things for people? And I don't think that's what it's teaching. I believe what it's teaching is the object of all of this is Jesus. The object is the relationship to Christ. The action is how I interact, but the object is Jesus. If I love the people around me, then that relates to my relationship to Christ. So if I love you, it's because I first can love Christ. And Christ loves you. And so every relationship you have and everything you do can be boiled down to these two powerful questions of the most important win is to love Christ and the second most important win is to love people. And what he's revealing, he's saying at the end, the big win, the reason I put you here was to love me and to love people. That's what this is all about. That's why I started a church. That's why I came for you so that you would know that you are loved. And that there's a relationship. And that we all can have that relationship and share that relationship. I was talking to a friend this past week. He's lived a very uh, committed life to Christ. And he was telling me when he was in college, he said um, he was having this discussion with a friend of his. And a friend of his was not a believer in Jesus. 
And he said, you know, the difference, uh, his friend was talking to him, clarification. He said, the difference between you and me is if someone came into a room full of people and dropped a grenade, I think we both would jump on it to save other people. We both jump on the grenade because we care about the people. So both of us care enough to die for someone else. And he said this to my friend. He said, but you're willing to live your life for other people. To show love and compassion. And I'm not. I would die for them. But I won't live for them. And I truly believe that's at the heart of what we're being told. Matthew is a tax collector. He's the least likely person to be sharing this type of point. That how I treat another person is really how I feel about God. What I do for the needs of others is really my heart for Christ. And so whatever we do as a church, whatever we do individually, it's because we love Jesus. And we know to love Him the most is to love people. And so every opportunity we have, and you hear this verse, and I hear this verse too, and it's like, man, then let me stop everything and let me feed as many people, let me visit as many people, let me, and that's amazing, and that's great, but that's even getting ahead of it. I think what he's saying to all of us in this room is, am I willing tomorrow to get up and say, Jesus, whatever you have for me, whoever you want me to to be an encouragement to, whoever you want me uh, to help, if I need to stop my day and be inconvenienced by something, uh, help me to do that today. Because I know by doing that, uh, our relationship deepens, and that's what you put me here to do. Will you do that? That's the relationship. He's not saying go save the world. He's not saying um, just fix every problem in the world. He's saying be faithful to me in a day. And then let that turn into a week. And then let that turn into a month. And then let that turn into a year. And then let that turn into a lifetime. I think of the story of, of why we have feed my starving children. And, and I see a person, a family that was committed to saying, yes, today, Jesus, we will care about people. And this small opportunity that you give us to do this thing called Feed My Starving Children, yes, I'll say yes to it today because I know you love those people and I know that they need this. And so I love you, so I want to do this. And because of that small act of faithfulness and obedience, now we have 1.3 million bags packed and sent it's not, a, it's not about how many loaves of bread and how much fish we have. It's that we would give our loaves and our fish to the people around us because we love Jesus. So here are my two questions. The two things. The biggest win is the biggest win for you Loving Jesus? Wow. Is the biggest win in your life, the one thing you want to say about your life, is that you love Jesus? Maybe you came here this morning, maybe you were invited in just because we're packing and you're just checking this out. Or maybe you've been in church your whole life. 
This is, this is a, a really deep and powerful question. Is Jesus your biggest win, the most important? And do you love people because you love Jesus? I believe the biggest win you can get in life is loving Jesus. I believe the biggest win you can give is loving others like Jesus does. What would that look like in your life? I can tell you for a lot of my life before, you know, we were talking about baptism this morning. I can tell you I didn't really care much about people. I can tell you, as a testimony from my own heart, that the one thing that God has really convicted me of and moved in my life, as I've said, Jesus, you're number one. I want you to be number one. Help, help me to allow you to be number one. Is his conviction of loving people. Do you love the unlovable? Do you do so you can get do you do so you can feel good? Or do you do because you love Christ? As we think about this, we look at, here's Matthew the tax collector. It's ironic that he's the one writing this. What is the most important thing in your life right now? And does that have an impact on how treat and care about others. Walking around as we do Feed My Starved Children and seeing smiles, seeing families and seeing Boy Scout troops and Girl Scout troops and basketball teams. And I'm just like, wow. Right? This is what it is. This is why we're here. But wow. There's a king, <laughs> and he loves us, and he's orchestrating this. Every one of us in this room, he loves us deeply, and passionately, and profoundly. And every child that gets that food, and every person that gets that food, he feels the same. So as, as we continue in, in our lives, Tomorrow morning, the rest of this month, how will you answer that question? What is the biggest win? What is the most important? Or do you care about others because you care about it? Let's pray. Father, you're good. Your name is great. You're holy. You're loving. You accept us. You love us. But you also bring us to a place of repentance and change so that we can walk with you and live with you. And part of that change, Lord, is our heart towards the world. And Lord, I pray this morning as we invest time and energy and effort in Feed My Servant Children and to the adoption ministry and to the ministries of our church, Lord, we ask that you would be at the center of it, that people would know we do this because we are freed in you, that we have hope in you, we have life in you, and that you are at the center, and that you offer this to every single person. 
that, Lord, you made yourself available to every single one of us. And so, Lord, as we live out the rest of our lives and we live out this week, I pray that you would continue to show things to us and speak to us and, and to call us by name and, and draw us to yourself. And Lord, I pray that, Lord, that these moments that we have where we get together and we serve together and we talk about these things and we sing songs, Lord, that this would not just be um, a tradition. This would be truly who we are. And so, Lord, as we walk our lives, paths, Lord, we ask you to guide us. Give us a heart for people that we do not know. Give us a burden for those that are going through difficult things. And help us to love each other so that the world will know that you are real in us. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, thank you for an awesome day. Lord, we bless the rest of the day. Lord, help us to always look to you in all things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.